Hi everyone, welcome to the AI of Mankind show, where I share anything interesting about mankind. I'm your host for this season. My name is Andrew Liu. I've worked across four continents and 12 international cities. Also, I've worked in tech startups across a range of roles from selling products, making customer happy, figuring out fundraising, making finance tick, building teams, and developing sticky products. Apart from building startups, I've also worked in Fortune 500 companies as a chief data scientist or technologist or people leader. You can call me jack of all trades or master of learning. I hope to make this podcast show a great learning experience for us. In each season, there is a series of interesting things where I invite guests to share their views about their life and interests. Now let the show begin. Welcome back, listeners, to the third part of our captivating podcast episode with Mark Anion. In the previous episode, we explored the power of employee engagement, data-driven decision-making, and the transformative projects at Society General. The insights shared by Mark left us inspired and eager to uncover more. Now, as we transition into part three of our enlightening conversation, get ready to dive deeper into the secrets of boosting productivity and making data-driven decisions. Andrew Liu and Magda Anya will take us on a journey to understand the profound impact of employee engagement on productivity, particularly in the context of the COVID-19 era. In this episode, we'll delve into Magda's insights on the maturation of managers as leaders, the power of clean and integrated data, and the exciting future of work. We'll explore concepts such as fully integrated system, flexible career path, and the seamless integration of AI, VR, and our technologies. Lakta will provide actionable strategies and valuable insights that can empower you to create a productive and data-driven future in your organization. So, get ready for another thought-provoking conversation as we continue to unravel the secrets of successful digital transformation in HR. Part 3 promises to be filled with actionable strategies, inspiring stories, and a glimpse into the exciting possibilities that lie ahead. Tune in now and unlock the keys to a productive and data-driven future with Magda Anya. When there's a will, there's a way. And talking about uh, when there's a will, there's a way. One of the, there's a, a lot of recent surveys that shows that uh, managers and leaders just employees, uh, people in a uh, conversation or regular employee engagement activity, I think boost their productivity midst of COVID-19. And this has been gathered more emphasis, particularly because uh, what's your view on that? So, can you repeat that question? I didn't. Oh, I see that. I noticed there's a lot of research and surveys mm-hmm. that says that managers and leaders that increase their frequency of engaging their people reported a boost in productivity. Such a situation has never happened before pre-COVID. Yeah. How do you think that actually has happened over time and will it continue in the future? I think it will continue in the future because managers have become Frankly, the role of manager has also been quite uh, stretched during this period where, again, they had to connect with people, get things done, and also manage their own emotions as an employee. For me, I do feel that managers have also matured as leaders, much more as leaders, because they were really handling much more than before. Uh, They also connected via various ways, 
and also the trust level increased because if you don't have trust, then nothing works. So I do see that people who were skeptics and cynics before of uh, having people right in front of them and not trusting them when they were working from home. I think people have changed their mindsets because they themselves were working and then they realized how it works or not. I do think that this will continue for majority of them because now it is, it's like the mind has changed. The mindset has changed and it's something which has stretched now cannot go back. So rubber which has stretched now cannot go back to the original shape. So it's like that. People have tasted blood. I think that, I think the mindset shift has gone in the right direction and I think it will continue. I'm not sure whether if we go directly back to what it was earlier. Yeah, I think I'm aligned with you as well in the sense that ever since people start working from home, there's a need for flexibility and autonomy. Mm-hmm. And yet, as we work from home, sometimes we still need to come back together to build the bond and having that frequent employee engagement actually build trust and enable or minimize the communication error that cause delivering work. Coming back to the interesting question is, among all your digital transformation projects, can you share with us what is one project that you're very proud of and uh, what's the impact like? The one project that we worked on was on the learning management system, which was implemented in 2011 in APAC. Actually, it was global and then APAC, it was implemented. And I think that we have really come a long way because it has been improved over the years. So it is earlier, it was just a repository of people who attended training, but now it hosts a number of things. Plus now with the the use of AI, it also throws up the relevant programs for employees based on their profile, but also what they have been attending before. So for me, I think that is quite good because we are able to track number of things. It also is a workflow, but also it gives us statistics so that when we are planning our um, training and development um, calendar and and other initiatives, we know we have clear, clean data to really base our decisions on. So for me, I think this is something which has happened pretty, pretty well actually over the years and it's working quite well. There were teething troubles, there was data integrity issues, there are some mistakes which happened. Still happens, but I think that has been pretty good. The second, which I would say is on our analytics, the people analytics part, where we basically have now, with the use of Tableau, we have a people analytics team. We have been able to have clean data, but also a lot of data analyzed into some important pieces which we can use uh, for our management committee and for decision makers. So on recruitment, on attrition, on training, succession planning, uh, all the all the various KPIs that we have. We are still in initial stages, but I would say that our uh, we are connecting the dot and uh, uh, the aim is really to go into predictive analytics and then on, on to persuasive analytics. But we have made a good start on that and I'm very proud of that. The team has really done very well in this particular thing. And I can see the power of data. It's so important for human resources when we have to make decisions. If we have the right data, we can really make a difference in terms of our policies and the initiatives that we have. But if you have the wrong data, you can just go the other way around. Yeah, I must say that SubGen is very advanced. It's human capital capability development, capital estimation, people analytics. I think uh, across some of my work, and even when I was in-house, 
one of the biggest challenge was two things. One was yeah, the state of the data. Getting clean data, it's often a very difficult issue. I think practically we all know that the human resource management systems, it doesn't come as a suite. Some companies, they will buy payroll from a different brand, buy performance background from another brand. There's six, seven. We are the same. Uh, we are the same, but we are working on our core system, which is right now we are working on that. Yeah. Then you have to put everything together yes. and making sure that it's continuously clean because you can clean it once, but maybe the next quarter, oh, why has uh, this number been so different from what we expected? Oh, it's because of the data piping that was having continuous clean issues. Now, the other interesting question was that I mentioned was the data-driven mindset. How do you, or how does some HR enable people to have a data-driven mindset? The first thing is about creating awareness about data, what data can do. So for me, these are awareness sessions. These are uh, training and development, showcasing what we have already done in people analytics to see how it can help. So for me, it's, it's a lot of awareness and training uh, at the beginning for the HR teams. We, we showcase this. We basically use it in some of our analysis in various meetings like town halls, etc. for HR, for human resources. We would ask, um, I would ask, for example, the people analytics team to present on what they have been doing, what are the new things they will be doing in the coming months or not. So it's a lot of, frankly, it's a lot of awareness, marketing, training of this. Mine changes only when people start using data. So for me, for example, when I have meetings with people, I ask people about data, about give me numbers, show me how this is linked to that. So I think in the beginning, I'm sure everybody's uncomfortable when we are trying to change the way people think. But I think people are getting used to it because we have now data everywhere. And it is data which makes a powerful statement. When somebody is telling me something, if I can reply with solid data, which is a verified data, then the impact is much more when I'm making a case or an argument or whatever I'm trying to do. It is for me, it is uh, trying to incorporate in day-to-day things, questioning people on this making sure that in various things we are using it. For me, it's embedding in day-to-day HR processes. That's the important part. Because if you don't do it and data is kept in isolation, then nothing will happen. The mindset will never change. So it's a continuous effort. That's a very great answer, like building awareness, creating, making it easy for people to understand data and giving it a try. Yeah. Uh, these are very great uh, tips uh, for the folks out there. Now, having said that, one of the interesting questions I was also wanted to ask is that even setting up a case uh, for analytics, there are strategic issues that the management always wanted to see. For example, filling up the talent, the type to fill the talent. Should we train our people or should we hire the people for the future capability of a specific mm-hmm. sort? What is the right talent? Yeah. All right, hiring mix. These, are these the questions that SOCGEN are thinking about the future? Yes. Yeah. We are already, when I discuss in management committee about various things, where, for example, I'm asked, okay, why is it taking so much time for recruitment? Uh, we have so many positions open. So what I do is uh, use based, based on the data analytics, uh, which we have, I send an update to our management committee every month on everything like related to open positions, turnaround time to fill it, 
including analysis comparisons with last few years, including analysis of which month we have more vacancies which are filled versus which months are lower, etc. So that we can see why there are these trends and then go deeper into the reasons behind it. Same for attrition if there is certain areas where it's a simple kind of thing. But I think it's quite important in succession planning where, for example, do we have a lot of successors in-house or not? Do, or do we have to go for certain positions outside? So it is something which we are looking at much more now. So we started it and more with KPI and static data. Now it is more integrated, connecting the dot and making a story out of it. I'm really very hopeful that we'll be able to do something in predictive analysis because I think this is where the value is, where we can say that, okay, these are the kind of profiles which are successful in our organization and then the chances of their success is higher or these are the people who are at risk of attrition because of, because of the past data analysis that we have done. So this is what I'm hopeful that we are going to be doing soon. And I can tell you that when I'm having discussion with the management team on diversity and inclusion initiatives and other things, this data is very important because it tells a story. Numbers tell a story. And how we can weave it into and then really get into the root cause and try to work on it. This is where the my role as, as HR head lies. And uh, I'm not saying we are very advanced in it. We are still, we still, I think it's few years. But I'm very hopeful that we will be able to make meaningful sense out of the data. So it's a sense making out of the data which is there and then can help the business in their day-to-day -day needs. Or imagine the next five to 10 years, you can have all the money and technology that you want. What is that? One or two interesting crystal ball question that you want to address for your company or for the world? For in human resources? Yes. Okay. I think one is that all our systems are integrated, human resources. So if I need something, the click of a button, I'm able to get it and then have a report and all so that we can make analysis. So I think that is one thing that I want to do. The second is where we are able to have multiple careers as employees at the, at the same time. So working for two days in one company, two days in another and two days for our other pursuits like, I don't know, hobbies, which are there. I, I really feel that kind of flexibility can really help get us the best talent in the world because right now maybe we are limited because some people have different interests and they don't want to pursue what we want them to do. But if there's a flexibility of doing things, multiple things, then maybe there will be more talent available which we never thought of. I would think that we will be really working hand in hand with with robotics, the AI, machine learning, and really all those will help us do something which is much more strategic because they will be doing all the other process work which is there. AI will help us much more in our day-to-day -day processes in recruitment and all they're already doing it. But also understanding human beings, maybe it will be there. I don't know if they can do the work as HR business partners, but why not when it is required at some point of time? Using of using VR and AR is already happening and I feel that it should become way of life. The way we do our meetings, the way we are doing induction, the way we are doing training programs, the way we are interacting with people. Holograms are already here, but I think in corporate world if they can come, it could be it could be fantastic actually to merge all this technology into the way we do work. Yeah. I have 
quite uh, big hopes from the future of work. I think it's bright, frankly. Yeah. Like you said, a fully integrated system, like a click of a button, people having multiple careers in the course of their lifetime, working with robotics. Yeah. I also see the same uh, bright future. Thank you for joining us on this enlightening journey with Makta Anya. In part three, we explored the profound impact of employee engagement on productivity, the importance of a data-driven mindset, and the future of work in HR. Makta shared invaluable insights and tips for aspiring HR leaders, providing practical wisdom for mid-career professionals and fresh graduates entering the field. If you missed it, be sure to catch up on those actionable strategies. Now, as we transition into part four, get ready to uncover the essential tips for becoming a successful HR leader. Makta will share her expertise and guidance, offering valuable advice for professionals aspiring to thrive in this ever-evolving industry. We'll dive into topics such as resilience, continuous learning, and the skills needed to excel in HR. Makta's insights will empower you to navigate the future of HR with confidence and embrace the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. But that's near ill. We'll also explore the transformative power of curiosity and the importance of remaining kind and humble amidst success. Makta's wisdom will inspire you to cultivate a growth mindset and make a positive impact in your role as an HR leader. So don't miss out on this episode packed with practical wisdom and guidance. Tune in now and unlock the secrets to becoming a successful HR leader with Makta Anya. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey that will shape your career in HR. Hi guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you are tuning in, remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and acquaintances. See you later and see you soon. Thank you.